Well, welcome back to part three of the series, The Ripple Effect. And we have looked at the uh, transformational power of the Word of God in part one. And if you've missed any of these parts, please go to our website and, and, and listen to it, okay? And uh, you will be blessed because I think God is setting, up, setting us up for something this year. It, it's a new year, it's new challenges, but there is a sense of excitement, of hope, of new things, we want to, to go, to grow, you know. Uh, it seems like 2023 closed off the whole pandemic season, and 2024 is bringing us into a new season. A, a, a kind of a normality, not the same normality as before. It's a new normal. There are new challenges. But it's like we can, we can do things again. We can, we can build again. We can restart some things we stopped doing during those years, and we can try some new things. And it is exciting. You know, we had a tremendous time yesterday with our volunteers in a, in a morning of training. And there's just excitement about doing more for God this year. And I, I see as all in our personal lives. I don't know about you, but God is speaking to me, <laughs> you know, uh, as I've been sitting in these meetings, whether I'm teaching or listening, what is going on with our lives today? <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't worry. Okay. The word of God is going out. Don't worry about that. And uh, the fact is maybe we need to be in darkness and just listen carefully. Okay. That's okay. Just listen. All right. But it's like, um, uh, you know, again, and don't let the devil distract you. Okay. Get into the word. Get focused. All right. Because something good coming our way today. That's that you need to keep in mind. And, and so it's like in our personal lives, in my life, even though I'm, I'm teaching stuff, but God is working with me first. You must remember, you know, when, when you teach the word, all it means is, is that God gets you first. All right. I, I, I don't get to come here and say, hey, you guys, you got to do this. And then, no, no, no. God deals with me first. He pulls my ear, he whacks my backside, and he says, well, dear, pull up your socks. And then I come and I tell you to pull up your socks. <laughs> okay? Because he's working with us as a church, as a group of believers that gather together. And so in our first session, we spoke about the transformational power of the Word of God. And how are you doing? Are, are, you, are you engaging with the Word of God, with the Bible, more than four times a week? Or, or, or are you saving it for Sunday? Huh? We have to engage with the Word of God regularly, every day. Amen? Keep that conversation going with God. And then in part two, we, we looked at the, effect that, the fact that prayer changes perspective. You know, prayer does change things. But listen, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes prayer changes you. Not the circumstance around you. It helps us have a better perspective about things. And so prayer is very important. Amen. And I know that many of you have powerful stories of the effect of prayer in your lives. You know, you've seen the power of prayer in your family, at your work, in your personal life, healings and miracles and so forth. And, and please, may I encourage you that uh, we're going to talk more about prayer throughout the year, but in your interactions, in your conversations, when you talk to each other over coffee or as you meet or in meetings or even at home and at work with your friends at work and so on, when you get a chance, share those stories because it brings encouragement. It encourages me when I hear your stories of answered prayers. Amen? And so let's, let's share those things. And how, God, how talking to God has maybe changed the situation in your life. Or maybe how he has helped you to change your perspective on things. And anyway, 
So that was part two. And so we've spoken about the word and about prayer. So next week, as we close the series on the ripple effect, we will look at what might be considered the greatest cause of ripple effects in the world. So make sure you don't miss next Sunday. Amen? But one thing ties them all together. There's one thing which, which ties the whole prayer and, 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 and the word and what you're going to talk about next Sunday and anything that is effective in your life. There is one thing which ties them all together. One thing is necessary for you to experience the ripple effect of word, prayer, and anything else in your life. Our commitment to this one thing will bring about all sorts of ripple effects in our lives. And that is today's topic. Today, we are talking about faithfulness. Because faithfulness produces results. Faithfulness produces results. Can you say it with me? Faithfulness produces results. Now, say it loud enough that your neighbor next to you can hear. Faithfulness produces results. Okay? Uh, so, that's the message today. Did you get it? God bless you. <laughs> All right. Faithfulness produces results. We, we you know, we, we're singing about it just now. We're singing about God's faithfulness. The fact that he is faithful. And, and God is faithful. You know, when, when, when you've got a word in your mind, it's amazing how things open up to you. The Bible is filled from beginning to end with references about God's faithfulness. How faithful is God is a faithful God. Amen? But the message today is not about the faithfulness of God. Uh, the message is about your faithfulness and my faithfulness. Uh, you see, because if, if God is our Father and He is faithful, what do you think He expects out of His children? Talk to me. Faithfulness, yeah, faithfulness. And, and so we need to understand this whole concept of, of faithfulness. We have already heard, you know, a couple of Sundays ago, of uh, faithfulness as the fruit of the Spirit, amen? And, and by the way, how, how's it going with that one goal in your life, that one fruit, or maybe two or three or four or five like me? Uh, how, how's it going you know, this year? Remember that very first message in the beginning of the year? Very challenging. And we need to pursue that. Now, of the, of the nine fruit, faithfulness is one of them. And what do we know about fruit? Fruit is cultivated. It's not a gift. It's something that you develop. Now, the Holy Spirit is in you. Remember, it's, it's the fruit of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is in you to enable you and help you to develop that thing. But you need to be committed to that thing so that it can be developed in your life. If you don't care about it, if you don't think about it, if you don't want it, it's not going to happen. And so faithfulness is very important. Amen? And so faith or faithfulness as a fruit of the Spirit um, is very important. So let's look at the meaning of faithfulness. Amen? Let's look at the meaning of faithfulness. Now, the description, if you go to the dictionary, especially if you go to the Webster's Dictionary, I like to go to Webster's Dictionary. It's an old dictionary, um, but it is so rich in its description. And what I like about it is it, it's got a very, very much a biblical worldview. It's not some kind of, you know, modern, secular, you know, 
whatever, whatever. It is, it is very, a very healthy uh, dictionary, if you can call it that. And so Webster's definition, is, it's quite long, I'm going to read a few things. It says that it is faithful means to be firm in adherence to the truth and to the duties of religion. And in the dictionary, they even quote a scripture. They quote uh, Revelation 2.10. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. <laughs> okay? So that's what faithfulness, that's one of the meanings of faithfulness. It says firmly adhering to duty of true fidelity, loyal, true to allegiance as a faithful a subject. And you don't hear too much about these things these days because unfaithfulness has become so popular in our culture. Unfaithful to relationships, unfaithful to commitments, to promises, you know. And, and he uses the word adhering. And so I looked up the word adhere, and the word adhere simply means to stick. Okay? To stick as, as glutitional substance. It, it means to stick. So to, to adhere means to stick. Therefore, faithfulness, if it means to adhere, faithful means to, to stick. You stick to something. You don't give up. If you are faithful to someone, you stick to someone. You don't let them go. If you are faithful to an idea, you stick to that idea. If you are faithful to God, you stick to God. <laughs> okay? So that is it. But there's more. He says it is it, it means to be constant in the performance of duties or services. Hmm. Exact. In uh, attending to commands as a faithful servant. Observant of compact treaties, contracts, vows, or other engagements. True to one's word. Amen. You say, I will be there. You will be there. Say, I'll do it. I will do it. Because I am faithful to what I say. To be consistent, to hold on to, to remain fixed. And so that is it. Observant, true to marriage covenant as a faithful wife or a husband. Constant, not fickle. <laughs> People that are so fickle. Today they love you, tomorrow they hate you. Because you didn't like their post or you said something you don't like. So pff, there you go. <laughs> Constant, not fickle. True. Worthy of belief. And then he quotes again, 2 Timothy 2.2. When Paul says, the things have, uh, you have heard from me among many, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. In other words, this is worthy of belief, so teach to men who are true, who truly believe, and will truly pass us on to others so that others can believe too. So that, that, is, that is faithful. Faithful. The Hebrew word for faithfulness um, conveys the idea of firmness, support, and reliability. It, signi it signifies faith, trust, and steadfastness. And steadfastness is the quality of staying the same for a long time and not changing quickly or unexpectedly. We, we live in a world which changes quickly and unexpectedly. Somebody comments, I'm going to help you, man. I've just, oh, I've called him. I'm going I'm to help you. I'm going to help you. Yeah, 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 yeah. He helps for a week. Next week, you're waiting for the guy. Where is he? Oh, no, he's, he's, he's moved to Timbuktu now. He's far away now. He changes suddenly, quickly, you know, and gone. And doesn't finish the project he promised to help you with. All right? So, steadfastness. The Greek word for faithfulness means to persuade, to convince, it is, it is from the idea, derived from the idea of faith, trust, and loyalty. 
loyalty. If I'm faithful to you, I am loyal to you. You can trust. I'm not going to stick a knife in your back when you turn around. You know? Now, when you, when you read these definitions, you begin to wonder, how many people do I know who are truly faithful to me? How many people have I known throughout my life who are faithful? Friends, family, colleagues. Because we live in such a fickle, such a rapidly changing world and people change their opinions and their beliefs and everything. And we, we've seen so many unfortunate things taking place in the last few years. And so faithful basically means to stick to something for the long haul, to be constant, to be true, to hang on, to not give up or give in. And, and maybe somebody here today or somebody watching online or somebody listening to this message, maybe they need to, to hear this. Because maybe you, you have been feeling lately like you are ready to give up. I know it's only January, but January is only a continuation of December and November and October and everything else, okay? Uh, like I said in the beginning a couple of weeks ago, not too much is going to change between 2023 and 2024. Stuff is still going to happen. We're still going to have to face challenges. And maybe for some of you, you are, you know, you're saying, Pastor, I, I want to give up. I really feel like giving up, you know. But the Lord says to you today, hey, it's not time to give up. It's time to stick to it. To be steadfast. To be faithful. Amen. It's a time to hang on. To stick to it. To remain true to that calling, to that project, to, to that vision, to that marriage, to that assignment, to that thing that the Lord gave you to do. And maybe it's not going as well as you thought it should go. And you know, I don't want to give up. I want to give in. Don't. Hang in there. I, I, I wonder, how, how many of you can sing? You know, like, la, 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 la. How many of you can sing? Okay. Don't worry. I'm not going to ask you to sing. Just, just put your hand up if you think you can sing. Okay. One. Put your hands down. Here's the thing. Not everybody can sing. If all of you could sing, everybody's hand would have come up. But not everybody can sing. Some people think they can sing until they sing and somebody who can sing is in the same room and goes, Aah! somebody tell them the truth. <laughs> Singing is a talent. It's, it's a gift. You have it or you don't. Uh, yes, it can be developed. If, if you think you can sing, you've got an ability to sing, you can develop that. And some people develop their voices and become wonderful singers. They've got major ranges and powerful voice because they train and they exercise. But it starts with, first of all, an inherent ability to sing. To sing means to be able to hold a tune. It means to be able to hold your tune even if the person next to you is singing another tune. Okay. And so, for you to join the worship team as a singer, the very first requirement is you must be able to sing. I wonder why. Okay? <laughs> One of the reasons is we'd like people to remain in the church building while you sing. Now, you, you, but Valdir, what does singing got to do with faithfulness? Uh, it, it's this. Singing is a talent. Faithfulness is not a talent. 
You cannot pray for the gift of faithfulness. Lord, give me the gift of faithfulness. You cannot say, oh, you know what? I, I'm not faithful. I don't have that gift. I wasn't born with that talent. Sorry. <laughs> no. Faithfulness is a fruit. And a fruit is cultivated. And how many of you know, everybody can cultivate something. Some of you love cultivating, some of you, you don't. Some of you love gardening, some of you don't love gardening, but whether you love it or not, if you stick to it, if you put that seed down or that plant down, you water it, you keep the weeds away, you look after it, you are going to get fruit. Because it's just a law of nature. God has made the universe that way. You look after stuff, it's going, you, you cultivate it, it's going to produce fruit. Amen. All right. So faithfulness is not a talent. It is not a gift. Listen, faithfulness is intentional. Got it? Faithfulness is intentional. I am faithful. Can you say that? Thank you. You see, I am faithful. It's a decision that I make. I am faithful. I, I can look to my wife and say, honey, I am faithful. Not because I've got the gift of faithfulness. Not because I never get tempted. But because I've cultivated faithfulness towards my wife in my life. And that settles it. I've decided to stick to it for the long haul. My wife is the sweetest little Portuguese lady you could ever find. She's always smiling, always happy, always willing, always making me coffee. Oh, bit a bit, always. And if you believe that, you believe anything. She is a wonderful lady, but she's also a human being. And sometimes the little Portuguese temper flares up. <laughs> Guess what? She's married to a Brazilian who's also not perfect, who can also have his tantrums sometimes. But you see, we have decided, we made a decision, we long ago said, we're going to be intentional about this. I am going to be faithful to you, and she is faithful to me. It's, we don't pray about it. We say, oh, Lord, please make us faithful to one another. Thank you, Lord. Give us the gift of faithfulness, please. <laughs> no, no. There are some prayers you never pray. <laughs> all, the only prayer you can pray is, Lord, help me to cultivate this thing. That's all. Because the Holy Spirit is in you, and it's a gift of the Holy Spirit, so he's going to help you to do it, all right? So faithfulness is intentional. Amen? It's a fruit must be cultivated. It's a product of, of our decision and commitment to it. The Holy Spirit will help us and give growth, but it remains our decision, your decision. Amen? Faithfulness means constantly repeating the same actions for a long period of time until you see the results. Because faithfulness produces results. Amen? Some guys and girls, they, they see a picture of a, of a beautiful body, a man or woman. You can see this person's been in the gym. They've been on a strict diet. And now they've got the muscles and the curves and the, you know, the six-pack or 12-pack, whatever, all in the right places. And you go, man, I want to be like that. 
Look at that beautiful. I want a body like that. Is it possible? Yes. But it's going to require faithfulness. Okay? Yeah, that's right. If they want to achieve that, they've got to embark on a process. If they remain faithful to the process over the long haul, they will eventually achieve that body. Why? Because faithfulness produces results. After a day at the gym, they get home and they look in the mirror and there is no change. After a week in the, at the gym, they get home, they look in the mirror, no change. They don't have to get home to look in the mirror because a lot of mirrors in the gym. But sometimes you think the mirror at home is going to give you a different result than the mirror. In the, so you look anyway. After a month, you look in the mirror and you can still see no change. But man, you've got pain all over the place. You've got pain in parts. You never knew you had parts, man, but you've got pain there now. And so you say, you know what? This is not working. Gym doesn't work. The diet doesn't work. I'm stopping this. I'm giving up. I'm quitting. I'm not sticking to it. And you give up. Hmm? However, had you remained in the process for another one month, another one month, after, after three months, other people would look at you and say, something different about you, man. What, 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 what are you doing? And if you stick to the process after many months, you're going to have that body. All ripped. And, you know, but it takes faithfulness. Now, what applies to gym applies to all areas of life. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. But you see, we live in a day where we want immediate results. Instant gratification. I want to go to gym once and walk out all muscled up. <laughs> eh? And so what do we do? Instead of discipline over time, what do I want? I want pills, creams, formulas, products, and tips for quick results. I don't want to put in the effort. I don't want to be faithful. I want some magic formula. Give me the magic formula to get where I want to get to. I don't want to have the, to grind it all this time. Huh? But the Bible is filled with stories and examples of, res, of, of, uh, of people that got results. Why? Because of their faithfulness. Their results were brought about by faithfulness. Listen, there are rewards for faithfulness. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 16, verse 10. Jesus said, he who is faithful, say faithful. In other words, he who sticks to it, <laughs> he who remains, he who holds on, all right? In what is least is faithful also in much. Uh oh, huh? And he who is unjust is was in what is least is unjust also in much. So you've got to make a choice. Are you going to be faithful or not? And you start being faithful in the small things, not in the big things. Amen? We need to be learned, you need to learn to be faithful in those small things, the grinding things, the day to day. Uh, so often people want to, they want to do something great. Lord, I want to be faithful to you, but I want to do something great for you. And so they keep waiting for that great thing to come along. And it never does. Because Jesus says, hey, get faithful in the small thing first, and then I'll trust you, trust you with bigger things. 
And so while they are waiting for the big thing, a thousand small opportunities walk by. Opportunities for them to be faithful, to help, to, to, to be a blessing to others. But no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm waiting for the big one. They're not faithful in the little. Amen? And so they miss the big ones. Jesus makes it very clear. Start small. Do what is before you. Ecclesiastes says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Huh? And in fact, many of the great projects in life are done through faithful, consistent, small, daily tasks. I've had the privilege of bringing up two children, a girl and a boy. Tanya was leading worship here and my son was not here, but he leads the whole media department. They're grown-ups now, and I'm very happy, very proud of who they are. But um, bringing them up, oh, it was so exciting, you know, because bringing up kids like that is exciting. It, it works like this. On Monday morning, you, you, you wake them up, you feed them, you pray for them, and you take them to school. On Tuesday morning, you wake up early, you wake them up, you feed them, you pray with them, and you take them to school. Ah, but it is Wednesday, all right? Wednesday, what you do is you wake up early in the morning, you wake them up, and you feed them, and you pray with them, and you take them to school. But then it comes Thursday. Ah, yes, Thursday. Thursday, you wake up, and you wake them up, and you feed them, and you pray for them, and you take them to school. Friday, guess what? You do exactly the same thing you did on Monday. The following week, you repeat the process. The following month, you repeat the process. The following year, you repeat the process. And eventually they grow up. Life sometimes is not glamorous. The things that really make a difference in your life are often not glamorous. The results are beautiful. Today I go back and say, well, praise God, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But the process... Is boring sometimes. Come on, wake up. Come on, we have to go. It's time. Plus, of course, everything else, you know, sports activities and everything else. Faithfulness is not glamorous. And so, we like to see the end result of people who achieve great things. Sometimes we want the life they, they live. But we don't see and we don't know all the tedious little things which had to be done for them to get there. The things they had to do, put up with, suffer to get there. We just see the end results. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I, I want that. I want that. <laughs> you know? Well, just show up and stick to it. You want to be a great husband, a great father? Here's the formula. Show up and stick to it. That's it. This morning we started our, launched our, our kids' uh, church, and it's, it's exciting, a bunch of kids out there. And I want to honor you parents who are here, and your kids are at the back there, because you brought your kids to church. Please continue doing it. The Bible says, train up a child in the way you should go. Train means you do it with them, you show them, you, you, you are there with them. You don't send them to church, you go with them to church, because you're living by example as well. You're training them on what to do. Too many Christian parents want children who honor the Lord, but will not bother to take them to church. 
Sunday morning is picnic time and it's breakfast time and it's ride time and it's time for everything but not to bring to the house of God and to worship. But they want them to be faithful children of God. And then one wonders why so many young people today are turning their backs on the church and on God sometimes. Because sometimes as parents, we are not faithful. So come on, parents, husbands, wives, let us be faithful in training up our kids. But then it comes an age where you are old enough, you young people here now that are in the house, you are old enough to make your own decision. And so now I can say, hey, I'm, I'm a big boy now. I don't have to go. No, no, no. I can tell my dad on it. No, be faithful because you are going to be the first one to reap the benefits. I am so glad that my parents took me to church and I am so happy that I, early in life, began to be faithful to God and to the word of God. I've had so many opportunities in my life to mess my life up, to get involved in all sorts of things. But when the critical moment came, I remembered the word of God. Because as a young man, as a young boy even, I was reading the word and, and getting to know the word. And then in those critical moments, the Holy Spirit would remind me of some very inconvenient verse, which would mess up the pleasure I was about to have. <laughs> and I would say, um, okay, no, no. No. <laughs> and I walk away. And sometimes they made fun of me. Sometimes they laughed. <laughs> yeah. But today I'm grateful because I see and I saw in some of my colleagues the results of those fun things. Oh, man. The pleasures, how it messed up so many lives. And so, young people, you've got a choice. Are you going to be faithful to God and to his word or faithful to the world and faithful to your friends who are trying to engage you in stuff which is going to destroy you? Who are you going to be faithful to? Faithfulness is intentional. Are you going to be intentional about being faithful to God or are you going to be faithful to your flesh, to your pleasures, to your desires and to the world? The choice is ours. And I pray that today you will understand the importance of being faithful to God because faithfulness Brings results. As I said before, the Bible is filled with stories and examples um, of results brought about by faithfulness. A, a couple of them, Joseph, you know about the story of Joseph, you know, the, the, the prince of Egypt. He had big dreams. <sighs> Unfortunately, he was big mouth about it. Listen, guys, if you ever have a big dream, a big desire, and if that dream involves your siblings bowing down to you, shut up. Don't tell them. Just, just keep it yourself. Joseph, big mouth. Hey, guys, I had a dream, and one day you guys are going to be bowing down to me. Hallelujah. God is so good. Oh, yeah, Joseph, let's deal with that. <laughs> All right? And he goes from little brother to little slave. <laughs> and now... We like to read the, the, the good part of Joseph's story. Oh, look at this. He became the prince of Egypt. But backtrack. He had spent time as a slave. And then he graduated to a prisoner. But throughout that time, you remained faithful. You remained faithful to God, to godly principles. You remained faithful to his vision. Wherever he was, whatever his hand found to do, he did it with all, all his might. Whatever he found to do, he did it with all his might. So he became the top slave, the, you, know, the, you know, in charge of the master's house. 
When he went to prison, he rose up to become the model prisoner, helping everybody and you know, assisting everybody, and he rose to the top because of his faithfulness. And because he was faithful in the little, because he stuck to it, even in the bad times, in the sad times, in the difficult times, God trusted him with much, and he became a prince. Amen? Imagine what would have happened if Joseph just sat there as a slave or in prison and waited for the big day. He says, it's okay. I'm just a slave here, but one day I'm going to be great. You guys are going to see. You make me a slave now, but one day you're going to see. Nye, 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 nye. You would still be sitting there, man. There would have been no prince of Egypt. Why? Because faithfulness produces results. Why did Joseph ascend? Because of his faithfulness. Because faithfulness produces results. What about Moses? Moses spent 40 years in the desert, in the desert looking off the sheep. You know, that kind. Boring. Day in, day out. Smelly sheep. Desert. Feed here, feed there. You know, it was his father-in-law's sheep, not even his own. But... He remained faithful, faithful to God, faithful to his father-in-law, faithful to his wife. And then one day, God called him to lead his people out of Egypt, to cross a desert all the way to the promised land. He went from shepherd to prophet and deliverer. Why? Because faithfulness produces results. Huh? David, another shepherd, <laughs> David, all right, another shepherd boy. Hey, you know his story. Faithfully looking after his father's sheep. Keeping his faith in God, worshiping God, trusting God to help him to ward off predators with his bare hands, you know, lion, fuck. He just, he just, he was faithful, right there, all by himself. Nobody could see him, but there he was, you know, singing songs, worshiping God, defending the sheep, and taking his little sling and and putting Coke cans on the, on the rocks and, and trying to hit them with, with, with stones, you know, and all day, cling, 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 you know. And then one day, he becomes famous. He tackles a massive Philistine giant. Amen? God calls him to do that, to defeat this enemy. And he defeats a giant, his private devotions and private victories prepared him for that day. And boom, David becomes a famous guy, eventually becoming king of Israel. Why? Because faithfulness produces results. Daniel is taken captive to a foreign land. Daniel is taken captive. Amen? Captive to a foreign land. But there he is given all the privileges of the palace, yet he chose to remain faithful to his God. And to his beliefs. Babylon wanted to make a Babylonian out of, of, out of Daniel. But he says, no. I'm going to follow my God. I'm going to serve my God. And what happened? As a result of his faithfulness, he was promoted to a high position in the palace and became an advisor, a trusted advisor to the king of Babylon. Why? Because faithfulness produces results. Samuel He's, he's one of the best-known prophets of Israel. He's the boy who heard from God there in the temple. Samuel, and he thought the priest was calling him. In time, it was God calling him. He became a child priest and, and soon a prophet of God. You, you, you read some things about Samuel, but the account flows very quickly from boy Samuel to 
old man Samuel. And you wonder, what happened to his life? Yeah, he did a few you know, mock, remarkable things like, you know, gave, you know, anointed King Saul, anointed King David, he, some wonderful accounts. But what did he do all this time? Because he goes from young to old. And, and the Bible says we, in, in 1 Samuel 7, 15 to 17, 1 Samuel 7, 15 to 17, says, And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life, from boy to old man. Huh? All the days of his life. Man, talk about sticking to it. He went from year to year on a circuit to Bethel, Gigal, Mizpah, and judged Israel in all those places. But he always returned to Ramah, for his home was there. And there he judged Israel. And there he built an altar to God. So here's Samuel every single year. I don't know if he walked, if he got on a donkey, whatever he did, but he go from Ramah and off he goes. Bethel, Gilgal, Mizpah, all these little towns spread around Israel. And there he meets with people and he counsels people. He listens to their problems. He makes judgments. And <sighs> wouldn't you love that job? Week in, week out, sitting down. Okay, so now, what's your story? Huh? Talk to me. And you, young lady, what can I do for you? Huh? What is your problem? And, 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 and you, 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 look not, you don't look so, talk to me, brother. What's going on? And then, after a couple of days, move on to the next town, sit down. Let's talk. What, what, how are you today? I haven't seen you since last year. How's it going? Da, 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 da. Year in, year out. This guy is a picture of faithfulness. He spent his life faithfully going to these cities and listening to people and helping them, making decisions, judging disputes, telling them the will of God. Even as a child, Samuel showed himself faithful. He remained faithful his whole life until the end. Whether he was doing something dramatic like you know, anointing a new king, or just sitting over there and listening to people's stories over and over and over again. He was just doing the old, boring, familiar, beaten track of cities and listening to people's stories. But he did it faithfully. I wonder how many days on his way to Mizpah or, or you know, with some other city. I was thinking, oh, God, I'm so tired of this. I want to give it up, Lord. I want to train the talk. Get somebody else, please. Anoint somebody else. I'm tired of all the circuit going around here. And I wonder, some of you, you had dreams. And maybe today you're living your dream. Maybe one day you're thinking, oh, it would be so nice to get to be married. Man, I can't wait. One day I'm going to be married. I'm going to be married. Now you're married. For a couple of years. How's it going now? Still excited about the idea? Huh? Some of you, oh, I can't wait to have children. I want to have kids. I want to have, a, I want to have a kids. I want to have kids. I want to have kids. I want to have kids. Now you have kids. <laughs> How's that going? Huh? And someday it says, God, you know, I, 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 you said you would that kids were a blessing. Is this it? <laughs> I remember thinking about that sometime between two and three in the morning when my kids won't sleep and I've got to walk up and on the car. But as I said, at late night, I've got to get up again in two hours' time and, and go and do meetings and I'm, <laughs> sleep, please. God, I thought you loved me. <laughs> you see, no matter. 
whether you do what you like or not, every job, every responsibility in life has its wonderful days and has its bad days. Days when, days when things go wrong. Think days when you don't feel up to it. Days when you feel maybe you need to give up. I've done this enough for now. All over. I'm going to stop now. Enough. I'm quit my job. Quit my marriage. Quit being a parent. I'm going to do something else. Because we are humans. But because we are humans, we need the Holy Spirit. And we need a determination to stick to it. I'm tired today. But I'm going to do it again. God help me. I'm going to stick. I'm going to do it. Samuel sometimes had a very boring life. But he had a meaningful, long, and significant life. Why? Because faithfulness produces results. Today there are too many people giving up too quickly. Giving up on their assignment, marriage, parenting, dreams God has given them. Ministers are giving up on what they said their calling was. It is so disturbing over the last few years how many pastors, leaders, church leaders, music, worship leaders uh, have just given up, tired, blown out, you know, disillusioned. This is too much trouble. Ah, I'm giving up. We are the saints who will remain faithful to their assignment, to their marriages, to their children, to the, the, the word that they've given to others, to their calling. Why is it so rare to find people who just decided to stick, to remain, to stay, to abide, to be faithful, faithful in good times, faithful in bad times? Where are these people? You see those biblical examples that I mentioned? You see, faithfulness has a ripple effect. Every one of those people who remained faithful, their lives had a ripple effect in their nation and to others. In Daniel's case, it went even beyond his nation. Ripple effect. And God is calling us this year to a higher level of intimacy with him, to a deeper commitment as disciples of Jesus because he wants our lives to have a greater ripple effect in our communities. If you want to experience more of God's power, goodness this year, you need to be faithful in your engagement with the Bible, with the Word of God. There are decisions that you have to make this year. Where are you going to get direction from? As a believer, it should be from the Word of God. But for that to happen, you must be faithfully engaging with the Word of God. Don't go five minutes before a decision must be made. Run to yourself. Take the dust off the Bible and say, Oh God, speak to me. Speak to me. Ah, talk to me, please. Uh-uh. It's out of that engagement with the word of God that when the moment comes, you'll hear God's voice because you'll be reminded of what you know about the word of God and about his will. Huh? There is going to be an election this year in South Africa. Who is going to guide your choice? Huh? All right? Who is going to guide your choice? Who will help you make up your mind as who to vote for? Are you going to listen to the marketing campaign of the politicians who at this time, they promised you the world, they're going to give you everything, you want to vote for me? <laughs> huh? Or are you going to allow God to speak to you? But for that to happen, you must be faithful, engaging with God in prayer and in the word. You must be having that conversation with God, allowing him to open your eyes to realities and to see what you should do. 
To make a difference in the world, you need to engage faithfully in the topic we will discuss next week. Don't miss it. So the question is, are you faithful? Which areas of your life will you choose to continue to remain faithful in spite of temptation? Some of you are being faithful, but you are being tempted. You are being challenged. You are being, you know, this pressure. You, you, you think maybe you need to give up. You've done enough of this. Are you going to give in to pressure or are you going to continue being faithful? Some of you, the Lord is speaking to you right now. There is this air in your life. You need to give attention to it. The way you're watching, listening, or here, God is speaking to you. I, I'm calling you to be more faithful in this area. Pull up your socks over here. Change that in your life. Are you going to be faithful to God or faithful to your own desires or, or faithful to the opinion of others? Faithfulness is grit. Spiritual grit, mental grit, emotional grit, physical grit. The ability to stick with it, stick with what you're committed to. Here are a couple of quotes that I read about grit. In other, grit, in other words, about faithfulness. One of the greatest predictors of success is grit. You got grit, you are faithful, you're going to be successful, all right? Grit is the passion and the perseverance over the long haul. We don't like you that, but it's the truth. Gritty people believe they can overcome whatever obstacle stands in their way. You must assign yourself very difficult tasks and will yourself to achieving them. Amen. So, do you desire spiritual growth and connection with God? Practice faithfulness. Do you desire, you know, morality and ethical living? You know, especially younger people and, and the singles. Uh, this world has lost its moral compass. Anything goes. And don't come and say, ah, oh, the church tells me not to do this, not to have sex before marriage, and not to do this, and not to. No, the church doesn't tell you anything. God tells you that. Now, who are you going to believe? Who are you going to be faithful to? When I had those moments in my life, I wasn't being faithful to my church, my pastor. I was being faithful to God because I read it in his word. Does his word speaking to me? You know what? I don't have to give an account to my church. I don't have to give an account to my pastor. I don't have to give an account to you. But guess what? I've got to give an account to God one day. And, and, and I'd like to have a smiley face when I do it. Not to go, ooh, here we go. Uh -uh. No. Amen? It requires what? Faithfulness. Why? Because faithfulness produces results. Do you, re, do you desire healthy relationships? Do you desire purpose and meaning in life? Do you desire stability and emotional I mean, well-being? Practice faithfulness. Why? Because faithfulness produces results. And finally, do you desire eternal hope and salvation? Practice faithfulness. Look what Jesus said. Luke 19, 17. And you might remember this verse from some previous teachings we did here. Luke 19, 17. Jesus is telling a parable, and he said to him, well done, good servant, because you are faithful in a very little, have authority over ten cities. <laughs> you may remember, this is the parable of the ten miners. When the master goes away and he gives you know, an amount of money to his servants, and they must be faithful over it, and they've got to multiply it, and um, he comes back to give, ask an account. And this is actually a parable on our stewardship. How are we being faithful to God with everything he has given you? He's given you life. He's given you talents. He's given you some, some money. He's given you some positions. Are you being faithful? Are you honoring him with it? Are you multiplying it? Are you developing it? And when this guy came and he had done well, he says, you know what? You did well. I'm going to give you 10 cities. And, and, and we spoke about this. This is actually Jesus taking us forward to the future to when he comes back to earth and he judges the people. 
He's going to, if we have been faithful, we're going to get to rule and reign with Jesus. He's going to give some of you five cities, some of you ten cities, some of you one cities, one city. Some of you is going to say, just go and sit in the corner of a day and just behave yourself. Why? Because you believed in him as your savior, but you are not faithful to him. So you get the privilege of sweeping the floor. Yeah. It's in the Bible. Because your faithfulness will determine the result. Why? Because faithfulness produces what? Results. Amen. So not only do we receive eternal life and the joy of being with Jesus when we believe in him, but on top of that we get to rule with him, to be part of his government. God rejoices over his faithful children and honors them. Psalm 149.5 says, Let the faithful rejoice that he honors them. Let them sing joy as they lie. Let them sing for joy as they lie on the bed. God is so faithful to us, and our faithfulness to him seems so poor in comparison. Yet it pleases him, and he honors it. Actually, a few weeks ago, I was actually reading this verse on my bed at night, and I was remembering God's goodness towards us as a family, towards me. And, and I felt so much joy as I lay in my bed. As I was reading this verse, I literally wanted to sing. But it's night. I don't want to wake up my family. So I just, thank you, Jesus. But you can have that privilege if you choose to be, to be faithful to God. Why? Because faithfulness produces results. There's so much more one can say about faithfulness. But I think you get the message, right? Faithfulness. Thank you. So I think you're getting it, all right? So may the Holy Spirit illuminate any areas in your life that needs more faithfulness. Amen? We need to be more aware of, of distractions, of wrong priorities. We need to realign some area of your life says, God, I'm going to be more faithful here. May we all have that desire to be faithful to him this year, to take our faithfulness a few notches up. Faithfulness in our giving, in terms of giving finances to the church, of, of serving as volunteers or doing anything else, of reading our Bible, of, of praying, of, of living holy lives, of being a witness for Jesus. May God help us to be faithful people. May we all be able to say with confidence and conviction, I am faithful. Amen? Why? Why is that important? Because faithfulness produces results. Let's say it together because faithfulness produces results. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your faithfulness to us. Thank you again. We, and we've heard praise this morning. Read about that and how we, we don't have enough words, Lord, to say thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness to us. But Lord, thank you. And as your children, Lord, help us to be imitators of our Heavenly Father and to be faithful in all areas of our life. Lord, where we are lacking, Lord, speak to us today, Lord. I know you are speaking to different people today in different areas. Speak to us, Lord, and help us to jack up those areas where we haven't been totally faithful to you, my God. Help us to put our lives right in those areas, in those areas where we have been faithful. God, continue to strengthen us by your spirit to continue to be faithful, Lord God, in those areas, my God. Because we know that it produces results, not just in this life, but results for eternity, my God. And so we thank. I pray your blessing upon this congregation, upon everyone watching, upon everyone listening, Lord God. May your people be a faithful people for your glory and honor. And so may the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain with each one of us. 
as we continue to cultivate fruitfulness and faithfulness specifically in our lives for your glory, my God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's meet again next Sunday for the last part of the series where we talk about the greatest cause of ripple effects in the world. See you next Sunday. God bless you.